Hey everyone, Gwei here to introduce this BW episode. Hope everyone is staying safe and staying inside as much as possible to help stop the spread of COVID-19. Today, we have something a little different for this episode of the podcast. The BNA crew was asked to participate at a career day at Verbum Day High School, a local high school here in Los Angeles. Now we could not go to the high school because the world is currently self-quarantining, we still wanted to answer the burning questions the students had about the animation industry. So, in lieu of going to the high school, we received a list of questions from the students, and on this episode of the podcast, the BNA crew have a Zoom call and answered the questions the students have. Now, because this is our first time recording on Zoom, the audio quality is not 100% the best that it can be. However, it is still listenable, so please listen and enjoy the episode. And if you know of any young artists around the high school age curious about entering the animation industry, share the episode with them. Hello, Allison and all of the students at Verbum Day High School. I'm sorry if I pronounced it wrong. Um, we're so happy to be here to just give you this little video chat of all of us here at Black and Animated. You'll see four of our five members who are present currently, and uh, we're each currently in industry, and we're hoping that we can give you some solid advice on how to get into the industry, insight on animation, and just how you can pursue those careers and, I don't know, uplift your spirits. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, my name is Brianna Williams. Um, I am currently a production coordinator at Disney Television Animation. Um, I've been in the industry for about two years now, <laughs> and I'm originally from Illinois, but then I made the great migration out west. And hi, my name is Wayman Singleton. I am currently a storyboard artist at Disney Television Animation. Uh, I've been working in animation since 2014, uh, so about six years now. Um, and I am originally from New York City. Neil, Lorraine, which one of you wants to go? The order is going to look different on our screens. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right, well, Neil. Um, hi, I am Neil Wade. I am um, what they call, I'm a coordinator for animated animated current series at Nickelodeon. What that means is um, I'm on the network side of things. I'm not necessarily doing, the, I'm not doing any artwork, um, but kind of my job is to oversee a show and make sure it stays on track and doesn't get off course. Um, I'm originally from Tulsa, Oklahoma, but I've been in LA working in animation for the last 10 years. So yeah, hi, nice to meet you. Hi, my name is Lorraine. I'm a coordinator for Wild Canary and at night, I do storyboards and comics coloring. I've been in animation since 2012. Yeah. Nice. Done basically every job in the biz. Mine <laughs> is the jack of all trades. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, I guess we'll just answer some of those lovely questions that you guys sent us, and we'll, we'll each kind of go through and like talk about what we've done a bit more in depth and like, yeah. Um, Wayman, I guess you can take it away first. <laughs> yeah, sure. So, okay, <clears throat> let me pull up these questions, which I probably should have pulled up. And, all right, hi, again, I'm Wayman, and uh, I am 
a storyboard artist working animation. Okay, let's see. The first question is what your current art professional role is. I am a storyboard artist. Uh, what is that? What is a storyboard artist? What is a storyboard artist? That's a good question. Um, so what a storyboard artist does in animation, How, what's the easiest way to explain this? Um, a storyboard artist basically takes the story or uh, the written version of what is going to be animated and gives a sketched out rough idea of what that animated piece is going to look like. So it's kind of like making like a really uh, rough, sketchy comic out of something that someone else wrote in order to give an animator the idea of uh, how it's going to be drawn and what exactly is going to happen in the animated piece. So this could be for television, this could be for feature film, this could be for video games, this could be for VR. It has a plethora, yeah, commercials. It has a plethora of uh, different uh, uses and people use it in a wide variety of careers and industries. And I specifically use it in television animation. Yeah. Yeah. Also, Neil and Lorraine, like how I'm interjecting, feel free to do that to keep the conversation flowing. Oh, yeah, yeah, please. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. We can ask each other these questions then. Yes, um, yes please. Because I, I feel like it's so weird for me to just be like, answer a question. I'm like, wait, I should ask questions. It feels weird if I'm asking myself. All right. Well, then, well, then how, did you, how did you train to become a story artist and how did you apply for the job? Oh, uh, okay. Um, so... Training to be a storyboard artist, I went to school for it. Uh, well, when I went to school, uh, I went to school for animation, uh, kind of not knowing specifically that I wanted to be a storyboard artist. I went to the school called Savannah College of Art and Design. Scared. <laughs> scared. 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 It, sounds, it sounds like a scab. I'm sorry. Like scared. It, it does sound like yeah, I went to SCAD and I originally went, uh, I guess when I was first touring colleges, I was more interested in comics, but as I toured the different majors and the different possibilities, uh, I realized animation had was kind of an amalgamation of all the things I was very interested in, which was like illustration and uh, making comics and even like music and I guess the the biggest thing the most important thing was storytelling and animation kind of just incorporated this style of storytelling that was just very interesting to me and spoke to my my soul I guess um so yeah I trained in art school and like beyond art school too like I, I think even before art school I was like drawing all the time so yeah lots of drawing lots and lots of drawing uh, and how I applied for the job, I applied, let's see, who, like for the uh, job I'm working specifically, I was actually recommended. Uh, so I had worked with my director on this job previously at a different job and he recommended me for the role that I'm in. What was and the job and where? <laughs> my previous role was at Nickelodeon. 
uh, as a storyboard artist on another show. And I applied to that job by going online, going on nickanimationstudios.com, I guess, slash jobs, their job site, basically. I guess. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know it offhand, but I'm guessing that's what it is. But if you do your own research, you'll, you'll be able to find it if you uh, go to Nick Animation. Just so you know, we're not going to be hiring high school guys right now, but keep your eyes open. We have great internships for college students. <laughs> but yeah, job boards are where you find the jobs. <laughs> yeah, yes, that is a very good point. <laughs> And there, um, there's also the Nick Artist program. Like, you don't even have to be in college to go to that. You just have to be, I think, 18. Oh, you don't? Yeah. No, no, no. The Nick Artist program, like, it's open for any anyone who's of age. So, no. There you go. We, but we can we go, go into that more a little bit later. At least Neil probably can. So, <laughs> All keep right. going, away. So, uh, I'm ready for the next question. <laughs> Someone ask it. All right. <laughs> just do it, Lorraine. That means you're going to go next. <laughs> <laughs> mediums do you use? You use like uh, digital? Are you traditional? How do you? Ooh, do that's, a, that's a good question, Larry. <laughs> so, um, in storyboarding specifically, uh, we use digital tools. I, I think, uh, not I think, but I know back in the day, everything was more traditional because they didn't have the digital tools. But in modern storyboarding, uh, we use computers and uh, digital programs to draw all the drawings and animate all the characters and stuff like that. Uh, so uh, to be more specific, uh, we use this program called Storyboard Pro, Toon Boom Storyboard Pro. And that's kind of a industry standard drawing program. So if you are interested in getting into storyboarding, that's something to like keep an eye out for, or even like, I guess, find out more about. And- Me really too, like- mm -hmm. Yeah, that uh, in TV animation um, and oh yeah, we I specifically use a Cintiq, a drawing tablet to be able to draw everything in the program, like on the surface of the screen. That's like an and, iPad, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it's basically it is basically like a it's like a giant iPad, basically. Mm -hmm. What so, do you mean by industry standard? What does that mean, Raymond? Thank, thank you for asking, Neil. So industry standard means this is something that is used in the animation industry across like most companies, like most studios and companies that are uh, that use the storyboard artists or are making cartoons will probably be using uh, the software and these tools. Yeah. Oh, cool. And, and what's your favorite way to use those? Like, do you like drawing with paper more? Or do you like drawing on the computer more? Oh, that's interesting. I I feel like, ooh, my favorite, so hard to choose a favorite, but I think I'm gonna have to go with digital. Like I love that we have the digital aspect of storyboarding because back in the day, uh, storyboard artists had to draw every everything like just on point or redraw it if they didn't get it right. And like, it was just a lot more difficult of a task to draw because you'd have to like uh, draw things perfectly or you're using so much paper to get this one thing correct. But digitally, you're not wasting a lot of paper <laughs> and it's Save easier to fix your, things. yeah, it's easier to fix your mistakes. Um, and it just makes you a faster artist. So I definitely prefer digital tools. 
That's cool. And uh, what kind of advice do you have for aspiring artists? Oh, oh man, <laughs> that's the hardest question. <laughs> um, I think the advice I would have to give for aspiring artists is to, hmm, I mean, there's just, there's just so much great advice to give. So I have what's to, like I, some advice that you've been given that you've taken to heart, I guess? Mm-hmm. Is that okay. still too hard? No, no, no. I, I feel I'm trying to I'm trying to uh, think about how to structure it because this is something that I've been thinking about like for a while. <laughs> I mean, this this quote I'm about to say is something I've been kind of uh, ruminating on for a bit. So I think it might be something good. Uh, I guess I'll just say it. So the quote is, "Failure is an option," and I think that is an important quote to take to heart because I feel like artists have a tendency to be perfect, to have this perfectionism and take all their failures to heart and feel like they can't do something or they, they if they fail, then they're, they've completely lost their just everything. Like they're not gonna be able to move forward or push on or continue in their goals, but I want aspiring artists to know that failure is an option. It's okay to fail. And I think it is actually important to fail. And in failing, you learn and mm -hmm. it makes you a stronger and better artist. So like if you're trying to draw something and you're, you're not getting this right and you keep trying to draw it and you just keep failing, it's okay. And it actually makes you a better artist because you recognize what is not working in the piece and that allows you to put the things that do work into the piece into the piece into the piece <laughs> that work for the piece into the piece that makes more sense yeah so hey failure is an option it's okay to fail just make sure you learn from your mistakes all right Beautiful. and i'm gonna pick one of these career day questions to ask you yeah so many have you broken any part of your body doing stunts? <laughs> I, I have. <laughs> I technically have. Okay, so oh, I'm. Uh, okay, I'm not. I'm not a stunt person. Obviously, I'm a storyboard artist. And when you're a storyboard artist, you're usually drawing. You're sitting down and you're drawing for long hours. So there's not a lot of opportunity to hurt yourself. <laughs> but. Um, because you stretch. For, yeah. For, <laughs> for, stretches. Because you are sitting for long hours, you got to make sure that you stretch and, uh, you know, you're just making sure you're moving your body because if you're too sedentary, then it, it causes like uh, muscle strains and like it, it's just not healthy to sit for super long periods of hours. Now I'm like actually doing it like, oh man, I feel like I'll quit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just want to, I guess I'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and uh, I'll, I'll ask you one more. Okay, like, yeah, a really serious one. Um, okay. <laughs> let's see. Uh, how long did you have to study to do this job? Oh, I feel like okay, nine hundred so... years, <laughs> <laughs> a thousand millennia. No, um, so I guess that's that's a really good question because um, as an artist. Um, I believe, and I feel like this is just true of every artist, but uh, anyone has their beliefs, but you are always learning. You're always absorbing. Like anything that you 
learn and experience will be something that will build upon your artistry. Um, so uh, I feel like I've been learning ever since I like picked up a pencil and drew something, which is probably like when I was a baby. <laughs> Um, Why so did you have a pencil when you were a baby? That's dangerous. Because I don't know, I was, I was born in a pencil factory. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> oh, you just <laughs> from the moment you were born. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Like I like just since I was like an infant, I'm sure. But um, if if I'm not gonna be like super <laughs> like artsy about <laughs> the answer to the question, I guess like um, if I'm counting the beginning of high school because high school art classes oh man but then there's middle school art classes you know if i'm thinking specifically animation it'll probably just be college you know <laughs> so i'd say four, years, four or five yeah, years i'd say four years yeah that's pretty cool Lorraine, thank you now it's your turn oh. neil gets to ask the questions yeah neil ask Lorraine questions <laughs> <laughs> make it some fun ones make it so All right, Lorraine, what's your shoe size no um, <laughs> so well right it's good I feel, I feel like i'm running the podcast um <laughs> lorraine what's your current prof art professional role Right now, I'm an asset coordinator at Wild Canary. I organize files, send them to artists, make artists make files for me. I'm like, hey, draw me a spoon. And then they draw me a spoon, and then the art director says, not that kind of spoon. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. And then we draw it again, and it's a different kind of spoon. And I had to make sure that everyone knows to use the most recent spoon, not that old spoon that no one liked. Okay. Does every single show in animation have an asset coordinator? Not really. The last show I worked on, I coordinated the whole episode that I worked on. And, uh, but on the first show I worked on, we had an asset coordinator. I think it's like, there's, if you want to get real deep into it, like I feel like there's two kinds of ways to coordinate shows. And that's like either by department or as like a general coordinator. Cause like if you coordinate, the whole episode and the whole show in a more general sense, like you're more better prepared to become a manager and a line producer and move up the ranks. Whereas like sometimes if you're specific, like you might not understand or have skills to go into other parts of the animation pipeline. Lorraine, what's a line producer? A line producer, that's a, yeah, that's an animation word or maybe a Hollywood <laughs> word. It's like the top producer. They get to like decide who makes all of the money. They recruit everybody. Like they choose all, or they don't choose the artist, but they help pay the artist. They decide the salary. They hire people. They fire people. They yeah. run the whole show. They under they make the calendar so that we know when when we need to get things done by. They're the biggest producer you can be. Mm. You're an asset coordinator. What's an asset? An asset is like an image or a file. Like if you watch a TV show, like, like that spoon, like if a character holds a spoon, we have to design the character, the spoon, where they are in the background. We have to design everything. And all of those things are assets and it's put together piece by piece by different artists. And so I have to make sure that everything is right where it should be and the right version of it. Or else it explodes. Yeah. <laughs> or, or it explodes. <laughs> it's a lot. A lot of pressure. For and apply for this job, or what kind of skills do you need for a job like this? 
I um, applied for this job with my friend Bree, <laughs> this most recent one. Um, Bree, you sound suspicious. No. I, that's <laughs> the yeah. friend network. That's, that's the friend network. I, I, I gave her resume to my line producer. I'm like, hey, I know we need somebody. Oh, would you call that networking? Yeah. Oh, okay. What's networking? <laughs> networking is making friends, make real friends. And then if they like you and they think that you won't break everything, they'll ask if you can work with them. <laughs> they trust you to like not ruin their reputation and yours. Oh, hey, that's kind of like when my director <laughs> recommends me. <laughs> For my job. Women, women won't break everything. Bring him <laughs> on to the show. Okay. <laughs> I think that's exactly like I'd say would like I feel like all in my case, like my job that's how I've gotten most of my jobs. Would you guys all agree that like like very, very seriously networking is kind of how animation works, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And when I got my last my job, job at like my last job at Disney, I didn't even apply for it. Like um, my, my, the producer had like met me before at DreamWorks when she worked there. And she basically was like, oh, are you still available? I need somebody. And I put in my application and she accepted it and I got the job. Mm -hmm. so I, I didn't even have to apply like without being prompted where I had to be asked to apply. So. Mm. It's really important to be like a trustworthy person. Like knowing people is important, but like being trustworthy is even more important, I think. Mm -hmm. Knowing the right people or knowing the skilled people makes it mm -hmm. different. Yeah. The skilled people, so they look to you too. Yeah, proving that you actually have the skills is like more important than knowing the right person. Because if they know you, but they don't know what you can do, then it doesn't mean much, I guess. Cool. All right. Thank you. So, um, what, uh, media, what kind of, what medium do you like to work in? What tools are you using? And I'd like to know both for your professional work and also for like kind of your personal artwork that you work on. Okay. Yeah. For my job, I use so many programs. <laughs> we use, um, an application called shotgun and that tracks all of that helps track all the assets. It's kind of like Wikipedia that we make ourselves at work. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we have to put all the pictures in and like make sure everything's the most recent up-to-date version. We use Photoshop. I use um, Adobe Acrobat. I use other other parts sometimes. Like I don't have to use it so much, but I've used like Storyboard Pro for work. Like I have to be able to like look at PDFs and we use QuickTime to look at movie files. Mm -hmm. I basically have to use every program. I'm using like 10 programs at once sometimes. I'm using Audacity right now to record Scratch. What's um, Scratch? Yeah, what is Scratch? <laughs> like sometimes when we don't have the voice actors ready yet, we have to record the voices ourselves and I uh, use a program called Audacity for that. Wait, is I, Scratch an asset that you have to coordinate or is that something completely different? I don't have to coordinate it, but somebody else on my team does. Mm. And uh, let's see, what else do I have on my desktop? I use Excel, Outlook, and Word a lot too. So get your office. Nobody <laughs> program. Get your office. <laughs> get your office. Get your office. Get your office. A lot of software suites, you know. Yeah, there's like, I, I basically have to touch every program. So it helps to be a little bit computer savvy. And on my personal work, I mostly use Clip Studio Paint and Photoshop mm. for work and Storyboard Pro sometimes. Mm. Those are all software. Do you do traditional work at all? 
I like making watercolors. Mm. I have so many watercolors. Yeah, <laughs> Lorraine has really great watercolor work. Very <laughs> it's, it's not like for professional work. I don't know what kind of job you can get as a watercolorist, but illustration, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's for fun, so I don't have to look at a computer screen anymore. Mm-hmm. That's smart. Uh, so, what advice do you have for aspiring artists? For aspiring artists, I feel like look at what you like and what inspires you and make sure that the, the work that you produce, like if there's something that you want to do, try to make sure your work is on the quality with like the work that you see on screen. Um, like if you want to be a character designer, make sure your character designs look as good as the ones you see on TV. And uh, yeah, I think just having goals, like setting like a real solid goal of like, that's really tangible is, is really helpful, I think, for an aspiring artist. Cool. All right. Well, let's uh, grab from this goodie bag of questions. Um, <laughs> when you uh, first got into animation, what was an eye-opener for you in the animation industry? What was something new that you didn't expect that you learned once you were in the industry? Um, I, I think one thing that stood out was that like you will work with people who created the things that inspired you to get into art to begin with. That I'm dealing with that right now, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh no. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like, I always talk about like um that show, My Hero Academia, like how Deku gets to work with his hero All Might. It's yeah. it's like that every day. Like you walk into the office, and they're like, that person worked on Lion King. That person worked on The Little Mermaid. That person worked on like like everyone worked on every cool classic Disney thing. Like they worked on all these cool movies, these cool TV shows that you really liked. Like it's crazy. Like you don't just work on one thing and leave. And they're like regular people that you're like awestruck by. And they're just like, eh. or, it was sometimes, a job. or sometimes they hate the thing that you liked that. Oh that yeah. You know. Oh man. <laughs> like That's I, I, I worked with a, I worked with a man um, in my, my previous show who worked on Black Cauldron and I talked about how like, oh man, I like Black Cauldron. And he's just like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I hated that movie. And I'm like, oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then the second part of that is that, like, the other thing I realized is that it is a job. You're not going to like every single thing about what you have to do, and it will feel like putting bricks down. <laughs> and, I mean, it's always, like, at the end of the day, it's fun, but it's still, you got you to gotta work. Like, there's going to be boring things that you have to do. There's going to be tedious stuff. There's going to be things that, like, you don't necessarily agree with. Like, it's like, oh, this isn't my style. Like, this isn't like the way you like to draw or the way you like to write, but it's, it's still a job and you just have to do what your boss says. And I mean, everyone's pretty nice, but it's still like, not everything's going to be a hundred percent all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a really good thing to like let people know, um, especially our lovely viewers who, you know, um, haven't quite gotten to college yet and like are, um, cause I, I mean, I'm, I don't want to, I'm speaking for myself, like when I was in high school, like, you know, nearing the end and like about to go to college, everything, I was very much like, man, all of this is a dream and everything will be perfect and beautiful. And it's like, you know, sometimes there are crummy things, but overall it's good. But, you know, animation is not all fun and games. You can't like just hang out and ride on segways and like throw volleyballs and have a basketball court and like not work. It, you gotta you gotta work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you gotta crunch to numbers in an Excel sheet. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. crunch those numbers on that Excel sheet. Mm-hmm. You got to think about deadlines. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Schedule is king. <laughs> um, all right, uh, last question. Um, when you kind of uh, run into a creative block or you lose inspiration, what do you do to kind of reboot your creative fire? Um, sometimes I just walk away. Like, <laughs> like if, if it's not working, there's no point in just like keeping on track. I mean, if it's like your deadline, like ask for help. Like, mm. I think that's the first thing. If it's something for work, ask for help. Like if you don't know what you're doing, don't just stop and walk away. That was actually bad advice. <laughs> like go talk to your director, go talk to your boss and say, Hey, I don't understand how this works. And they can help you um, get through it. It's always okay to ask for help. Um, but if it's like for personal work, sometimes you just need to go take a walk around the block and think about it. And uh, always look at things that inspire you. Like if you see, like, like I always like to watch movies and cartoons that I really liked. Mm-hmm. And that gets me all pumped again to to work at it again. Mm. Very cool. Also, ask for help. Also, that too. Ask your friends. Ask your boss. Like what they think. And people have a lot of cool ideas that you maybe wouldn't have thought about without their help. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Uh, so. Oh, never mind. <laughs> no, I was gonna say. No, I was just gonna say, hey, Bree, why don't you ask Neil some questions? I was, I was about to cue them up, Wayman. Oh snap! Hey, great minds think alike. What can I say? What can I say? <laughs> hey Neil, how are uh, you doing tonight? Crazy, I'm doing well. <laughs> Super cool. I'm glad you're doing well. So, what? is your current professional role in uh, animation? So my current role is, um, I said a little bit earlier, I don't know how much I explained, but I am a coordinator for their animated current series. Um, and basically my job is to, you know, I'm assigned a certain show and I have to make sure I communicate with everyone on that crew to make sure the needs of Nickelodeon Network are met and the needs of the TV show are met by the network. So it's kind of like I'm a go-between, I'm like a, a, an ambassador between the show and the network. If the, if the uh, guys on this crew have a question about a safety precaution in the show, so, you know, hey, can we show a kid with a lighter, which we don't do, um, it's our job to be like, hey, we can't, you can't use the lighter, but here's another solution that we have. So we just make sure the show stays safe and make sure there's no, there's no kind of mixed messaging or any kind of negative things coming out of the shows that would hurt the network. And then at the same time, we make sure the show um, stays funny and stays successful and that everyone, all their needs are met. And if they need something from us, we bring that to them. So that means like in your current role, you kind of have like full knowledge of uh, several shows at once of like, you know, like basically like the Bible of the show, you know, the characters, what they do, how they react and, um, and like the liaison. No, no, that's exactly my uh, boss. She describes as I'm, my job is to be the expert on the show. So if anyone comes to me about anything having to do with the show, I should be able to answer it. I should know everything about every character. I should know if, or we've done a certain storyline or not. I should know, um, you know, throughout the process I'm on it. So I'm giving notes and telling them like, Hey, in this script, it's not quite working here because X, Y, or Z. Um, and we're working with everyone at every step of the process to make sure that final 
baby <laughs> grows up and strong into a good adult TV show. <laughs> <laughs> that was a bad analogy. I'm sorry. <laughs> I got it. It worked. Made sense to me. Okay, yeah, good. I, I think that makes sense. Yeah. It's more strong now. Yeah. Yeah. Babies become adults. Yes. Yeah. Our job is to raise the baby. There's a department. Yeah. When you make a new show, there's a department. They're like the nurses at the hospital that birth the baby. My job is to take that baby, make they grow up, make sure they grow up strong, drink their milk, eat their vegetables. <laughs> make a lot of money for our company. So. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, you guys are like the first line of defense on a show. That's super cool. Um, so how did you, how does one get to this role? Cause, um, I would, uh, think that our viewers are more familiar with like, you know, being an animator or being a board artist or being a production assistant, being a current series, um, coordinator is something that seems to be at like a more higher tier level. How does, how did you come into this role? How did you apply for it? Um, I stumbled into it. <laughs> no, um, but I mean, just spaghetti, like oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just built spaghetti. Burbank, and I fell, and they're like, "Hey, you got a job." So, <laughs> no. um, so I actually started out. So I'm an artist first, and so I got into animation to be an artist. I still intend to work in storyboards, much like Wayman. Um, but um, yeah, artist first. Um, I got I got an internship in Nickelodeon, and my idea is that oh, I'm going to get this internship doing production work, and eventually move into the arts. Um, I actually fell in love with the production side of things, and learning that you could be in animation and not draw was really a fascinating concept to me. So um, for about ten years, I was doing that. Um, while I was doing that work, uh, our company also has a diversity kind of program and I was the head of one of their diversity groups. And so, um, in doing that, I set up a lot of events. I brought a lot of, a lot of attention to like LGBTQ issues, to issues for like people of color. And, um, that was kind of my reputation in addition to my production work. Uh, the reason I bring all this up is because I actually left Nickelodeon for a while and, while I was away, one of my friends who works in current series, the department I'm in now, she called me and said, hey, there's an opening in my department. We, because we are that last line of defense for these shows, we need somebody with a diversity action, activism kind of background. And so it was actually my extracurricular activity that got my that led me into this job. And um, back to what we said about networking, it's just like kind of by reputation. They knew I was, diversity was where my head's at and that they needed that eye you know, when we're doing the, making these new shows and doing marketing and all that. And so that was kind of my gateway into this role. And it's really, it's been fascinating. I'm learning a lot. It's a brand new thing for me, but basically it, it came from, you know, me doing good work and someone vouching for me. It's back to that networking we were talking about. Do good work. You never know where your next opportunity is going to come from. Be nice to everyone because any one of these people can and will be your next opportunity. So that's the long answer to how I got this job. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, that's, yes. a good, that's a good answer. Yeah, very succinct. Very succinct. Hey. So, so for your, for, for your uh, job currently as a current series coordinator, what type of tools does someone use for that job? What skill set do you need? And also for your personal work, because you're, you're trying to, you know, transition into the art, what type of stuff do you normally use? Like, yeah. Yeah, so um, in my day-to-day, -day, um, I primarily am using Outlook. My job is a lot of emails and approving things and uh, just sharing materials. So in terms of sharing materials, we're using Adobe Acrobat, um, Photoshop. Every once in a while, I will have to like put together a little mock-up for a poster or rearrange some 
elements in a design. Um, yeah, Photoshop, Outlook, I'm on that all the time. Excel, of course, um, Microsoft Word, Acrobat, we're doing a lot of PDFs. Um, yeah, that's pretty much what I'm doing at work. Um, uh, and it's, you know, it turns, it's just like a lot of just being kind of detail oriented and, you know, knowing where things are at any given time, knowing who the right people to talk to are for a certain task. Um, in terms of my personal work, um, I am very much an old school pencil and paper guy. So mm -hmm. I love working graphite and charcoal. I've only recently started dipping my toes back into painting. So basically acrylics, just kind of get my feet wet. Um, I used to be really, really good with watercolors. And so that's something I'd love to have back under my, in my wheelhouse. Um, yes. Storyboards <laughs> 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 and, uh, for artwork, um, I uh, use story, uh, Storyboard Pro to work on my storyboard stuff. Um, I'm in Photoshop a lot, Procreate on iPad. I love it. I, this week, was starting to play with Character Animator, which is... Ooh, another, okay. Uh, oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm just kind of like... I just I'm, I, I have a thing about software, art software and design software. They all fascinate me, and I love learning them. Um, I probably could focus down and focus on one thing, but... Uh, yeah, digitally, I'm primarily in Photoshop and Procreate. Just I'm learning about them with every little thing I do, and it's really great to be learning again and feel like I'm building these skills. Cool. That's super dope, Neil. Thank See? you. And yeah. I, I, I think that like what you're doing and is like a very good testament to like how you can like you know be doing one thing in industry, but also like still be trying to seek out another aspect of the industry because there's like so many different. Um, avenues to work in animation and not be just an animator because like again like a lot of people just don't know like they're like oh I just draw that's it but they're like there are so many things that go into making an animated movie so many things that go into making an animated cartoon and everybody gets to play a part and like that's really awesome like you know like, like your particular role is like something that a lot of people don't know about that like hopefully opens up an avenue that like one of our wonderful viewers might be like dang i want to be like a cool current series coordinator that's cool mm -hmm. i'll do that <laughs> yeah so speaking into that what kind of advice do you have for our lovely viewers um whether it is like art related or related to like you know your particular uh current job right now and especially too, because you mentioned you um, had an internship and that's something that would be coming up for our viewers um, once they, you know, get into college and whatnot. How do you go about doing those things? Um, yeah, okay. well, the first part, uh, into just like general advice, I'd say is uh, d just f uh, follow your passion and know it's okay, even if it's a little weird. You know, I've, you know, grew up drawing, but uh, where I live, you know, especially in the black community, everyone's like, you, you need to have a profession. So when I talked about trying to be, you know, an artist or an actor or um, a comic book artist, people are like, oh my God, that's really cute, but you got to get a real job. And for that reason, for most of my life, I kind of pushed, a, I was stepping in a different direction where I knew what I wanted to do, but I was always like trying to kind of please other people with what I wanted. But I always found my way back to drawing. I always found my way back to artwork. And, um, you know, here I am years later and closer than ever to something I didn't think existed before. But I know that my passion is to draw and tell stories. And um, so if you have that, you know, there's a place for whatever you're feeling, whatever you're feeling you got to do. Also, if you don't know what you want to do, that's also okay. You don't need to know right now. Or maybe you just know what you want to do right now. And that's not necessarily, it's not necessarily clear about exactly what that is for your future follow your passion mm. what you want to do and what you need to do we live in a time where you can make that work for you and i guarantee that world's out there you just have to you just have to find it 
And now's a better time than ever to do it. There's so many ways to connect with so many people's experiences. People are doing amazing and wild things with the most outlandish skills you can imagine and making it work. And that's, mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're kind of blessed for lack of a better term to live in a time and a place where we can do that. Yes, mm-hmm. and, very well said. And you, uh, can you, could you speak into like how you, um, like internships, like what would that look for, like for, cause, um, cause our lovely folks are uh, in high school right now. So are there opportunities like with you being at Nickelodeon, are there opportunities for high school students going into college um, to, you know, like seek that out? Um, so if you have that info. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Um, so our official internship program does focus on um, focus on college students, and there's a lot of that's been gotten been all over the place. There's a lot of reasons why it's uh, starts for active college students. Um, there are through our outreach program, we have a knit community efforts called Nice. Um, we do a lot of outreach with high, local high schools, and I know that. I mean, I'm just gonna speak because I'm friends with the guy who runs it. Um, he is always looking for opportunities to work with high schools and young people and, and expand that reach. And, um, but it's very case by case point being, you know, we can always have that conversation if that's something that Verbum day can work with. But, um, it, it, it's it, for, at this point, what I would say is just really work on your technical drawing skills. You know, um, we do, uh, the internship. I always, I, when people do ask me about getting work in animation, the first thing I try and suggest is an internship. For me, that was the start of my career. I was older than most of the other people in the internship program, and I don't know how I would have made it into animation without it. But it's a great way to get in there. It's, it's you know, like just a direct shot of information about an industry. You're working with all professionals, like Bree said. I walked in the door and immediately, in my first job, I was working with, like the first, three people I met that very first day had all worked on three of my favorite animations. Um, one was the Prince of Egypt. One of the guys had been an an, like a character animator on the Prince of Egypt. Another guy used to work for Milestone Comics. That's a whole story. But basically, you know, these are some, these guys who did these iconic things that drove me directly into this career, they are now my coworkers. I have them on speed dial. Like one, I babysit his son every once in a while, you know? And so it's like, if I, uh, I've lost my train of thought. <laughs> yeah, the point is like, yeah, you're, the, the internship will put you immediately will position you so well to be in whatever industry you just choose to follow. Um, and it's also great. It's a great time to figure it out. Maybe you do an internship and you do it for three months and you end up hating it. I mean, that sucks, but it's great that you can figure out professionally what space you do not want to be in. And sometimes that's the path to what you need to be doing. So, um, yeah, the, back, getting back to the internship, keep your eyes out for them. There are internship opportunities for high schoolers in other realms that I definitely know are out there. So if there is, um, you know, some, if you love to write, look around and see what kind of, what organizations are doing things for high school students who are writing. Really throw yourself into whatever it is you feel like your passion is right now. And internships, those professional opportunities will become very apparent for you. I know for high schoolers, there's um, CISA. A lot of um, my friends like that, that like are in animation, like some of them like during high school, they went to CISA. It's like a Cal Arts kind of like summer program. Oh, I don't know that one, but yeah. Well, do you know what it's? The SSA, I think it's called. Yeah. But it's like a high school program, and like a lot of people who um, did that, they eventually go to CalArts. Or or they they don't always go to CalArts, but it's usually like a a way to start getting into animation from high school. Hmm. 
and it's like based in SoCal, so it's like in Santa Santa Clarita. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Like CalArts campus. But I, a lot of people I know who are in animation right now, that's what they got their start in from high school. Nice. Another one last final thought I just came to me. Um, it is kind of back to, you know, advice for artists about following your passion. Um, not to make this the Neil show, but <laughs> for example, um, uh, I think about my, like my love of anime, like my entire passion, passion about this began with anime. When I was about 12 years old, my yeah. brother, love yeah, anime. And mind you, I'm older than all these guys. And so for me, anime, when I forgot into anime, it was like the 90s and nobody knew what I was talking about. But here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, my brother comes home with this video of this movie about this kid who has these mind powers and destroys this city, and it's called Akira. And oh, snap. I've never seen anything like that before. I'd never seen such gorgeous animation and characters that were so adult. And the story told visually in such a way that's so beautiful. So that's what got me into anime. Um, fast forward, I'm in college. I'm still a huge anime nerd. I, um, I'm studying architecture. That's a whole nother story. Anime um, architecture? <laughs> <laughs> no, boring Midwestern architecture. Um, I get to my senior year in college and I decide that I do not want to do architecture at all. I was done with it I, and I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. And one of my friends, uh, who is Japanese, knows how much I love anime and says, hey, you should go to Japan and teach English. At least you'll learn about Japan. You'll be surrounded by anime. It'll be great. <laughs> so, um, I found a program. I went in. I moved to Japan. I was teaching English there. And anime was everywhere. And of course, that just rekindled this fire. And the first, I remember being uh, seeing a movie called Mind Game and sitting there and I was like, you know what? I want, this is what I want to do. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but i got to do this. And even though I'd loved animation for so long, I never thought of it as a career. And that was the moment that completely changed everything and set me on a path to get where I am now. I came home from Japan. I moved out to L.A., tried to go to school. And like Wayman said, you re respect the failure. I applied to four schools and got rejected from every single one. I got fired from a job. I lost an apartment. All this happened in one week, by the way. And I was... Oh, my God ready to give up. And um, I had a really good friend suggest that I not and remind me that if I didn't try harder, I would never, I was never going to do animation. This lifelong dream that I was finally getting close to, I was about to give up on it. And I didn't. And I found another way and I struggled through and I leaned on friends. And let's see, gosh, that was two years. Two years later, I had my internship in Nickelodeon. So point being, follow your passion. It's very real. This goes back to me being 12 and watching Akira. That is the fire that I feel every day when I'm making these shows happen. Follow your passion, 100%. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. But, but maybe don't watch Akira at 12. <laughs> <laughs> Just so, I mean, hey, look, sometimes, <laughs> like, I, I feel like I watched Princess Mononoke at 12 years old, and that's not a 12 year old movie. That's true. I think I watched, I think I watched Inuyasha when I was like 12, and yeah. that was also like, oh. <laughs> People of color love anime. We all yeah. love anime. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's nothing. I mean, I really did find myself identifying with so many of the themes that anime uh, tends to explore. Yeah. look like us, but... <laughs> um, you know, was, those you know, themes of, like, you know, friendship, never giving up, going through the struggle, like, yeah. you know, like, uh, those, like, shown in like, power struggles, like, you know, persevering through what's tough. Like, yeah. My Hero Academia, Academia, like, Deku was just, like, trying really, really hard. You gotta start at the bottom and work your way to the top. Yeah, you know, get All Might to give you a quarter. <laughs> Plus Ultra! Come on, Plus guys. Ultra. <laughs>
I hope I hope y'all some of y'all watch anime and if you don't then I'm so sorry we're like going off about anime right now. <laughs> I, I suggest everyone watch anime. It's very good. Yes. <laughs> uh, if you want to get into animation. animation. <laughs> like Actually, you know what? I think I think one of the students did have a question about anime. So somebody's somebody's in there. So one of y'all. Good. Okay. <laughs> 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 um, man, Neil, you kind of went through some of the questions that I had planned to ask you. <laughs> oh, wow. So, um, <laughs> also, I know that um, you have a, a prior engagement that you must uh, go to soon, but I wanted to, I still don't want to deprive you of, like, uh, your question, so let me find another one, since <laughs> you were just on a roll there, man. Mm -hmm. like, you were like, oh, I got this, and I got this good advice, let me spout this wisdom, I'm on a roll. Um, Oh, okay, this is this is an interesting one. Um, what is the most stressful part of your job that you can say within reason without throwing them under the bus? Gosh, uh, the most stressful part um, is really, huh? I guess for me, for the, the most str uh, stressful part is really um, when we get into the nitty gritty of a show, when the show is up and running, and it's very similar to production. You have multiple things in the air, and like. My company, my, my department is very much like a hub for a lot of other things. So everything kind of ends up coming to us and funneling through us. And there are times where there will be multiple parts of a process and we can't, I can't get back to person A until persons C, D, and E get back to me. But C, D, and E won't get back to me until B approves this script. So kind of keep track of the order of who needs what where it needs to go and what it needs to look like in that final form that those that's where it gets stressful um a good example is when we when we start a new show we call it a launch kit and the launch kit includes you know final artwork posters for marketing digital assets social media things so it's like a package of all these materials that we can hand out to somebody and they can do and, and they can take that and they're like okay we're going to make your we're going to use it to make your show the best you can the people who make toys will use it the people who are doing our advertising will use it people who are making our budgets will use it people who have to translate into other languages they're using it so it's like this putting all that together that's one of the most stressful things we have another thing um we are kind of lead the um plans for Comic-Con. So planning for events, that's always stressful. We do a lot of the award show stuff. So getting ready for any kind of award season, organizing who's nominating what and making sure all those nominations are, you know, meet all qualifications. You know, we just had a big, a big, you know, issue and a big meeting because we had an episode that we want to submit for these awards, but the episode had to air by a certain date to make sure it meets the qualifications for the awards. But then, you know, we don't know what time we're gonna get all the animation back because with everything going on, our studios aren't working at the same rate. So it's just like all of a sudden, you know, there's this ripple effect and you have to keep track of all the pieces to make sure they come back together correctly. Yeah, that's stressful. <laughs> cool. Well, yeah. hey, sometimes stress is part of the job, just like, you know, stress is part of day-to-day uh, -day school work, you know, you, yeah. you, you get through. I, I love being busy that way. Like those are the times where I really feel like alive and that I'm having to like challenge myself the most and, you know, figure, have new, figure out new skills. And, you know, there's always a problem that I've never seen before. So how do you get the, how do we fix this, make sure everything gets done and everyone's life remains easy. That's oh. part of my job <laughs> to do that. Give it up for Neil. Neil, Neil, Neil. <laughs> Neil, Neil, Neil. <laughs> 
So. All right. Well, thank you, Neil. Now, thank you guys. Thank you, Bree. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have some questions for Bree, actually, now that I'm uh, thinking about it. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, I'm Bree. Gonna... <laughs> Hi, Bree. Hello. Hi. What is your current art professional role? Uh, Currently, I, um, well, hi, my name is uh, Brianna Williams. I oh, yeah, prefer... what's your name? Oh, yes, my name is Brianna Williams. <laughs> Who are you? Um, I prefer to go by Brie just because, you know, easier nickname. It's fun. like the cheese. Don't, I don't spell like the cheese, though. Um, <laughs> and I'm currently a production coordinator at Disney Television Animation. I'm in the same building as Wayman, actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, as you see, we're not currently in buildings because of the situation. Oh yeah, that's right. We're technically yeah. not in the same building currently, but currently, but studio-wise, um, yeah, we're I'm, in the same building. Yeah, I'm a production coordinator, um, and a production coordinator, um, kind of diving into what Lorraine was talking about a little bit earlier, is someone who uh, basically coordinates the episodes of the show. Um, I have a production assistant um, under me that uh, helps assist me, production assistant, and. Um, there's multiple types of coordinators. Um, as Lorraine mentioned, she is an asset coordinator. So that's someone who basically focuses on like making sure designs and whatnot. You know, as she said, get done. There's storyboard coordinators. There's audio coordinators. And then there's like your general production coordinator, as she also mentioned, which is what I am, where I basically do all of those. In, instead of having the individual coordinator job, I do all of that, but for one episode instead of like departmentalizing it for a whole, the whole show. But I have done the job of being a departmental coordinator for assets previously. I was at Wild Canary Animation um, with Lorraine previously as a design coordinator before she came on. And um, I did that like departmental role, but at Disney, um, it is more like the whole episode that you take care of. So you're seeing your show from beginning to script, to design, to storyboard, to um, the editorial phase where you're you're put, you're basically taking the drawings of the storyboard and putting them together in a QuickTime video so that way you can watch it and make sure does does the story work. And then you're also seeing it at the animation phase where in television a lot of animation is not done over here in America anymore. It's typically done overseas, whether it's in the Philippines, Japan, Korea, or even in our lovely close neighbors of Canada. I mean, they're all lovely, but Canada's closer. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, and and India. I can't forget India. They no, also, do, also do some stuff yeah. for us too. But uh, but yeah, you know, coordinating the animation, and getting that done, and then once the animation is done, you you put it on air on TV in post. So. That's the job of the coordinator. <laughs> that whole process for one episode, and then you do it again and again. <laughs> and I'm one of three coordinators on the current show that I am on now. Oh. Um, and even though I'm a production coordinator currently, I also like Neil and also like the rain do artistic things on the side. Um, and I am um, hoping to trans transition over into the storyboard realm, which is where Wayman is right now. Nice. So that was a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot. <laughs> but it, it sounds very interesting and very intense. <laughs> how did you train 
for this position. How did you apply for this job? I died. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, um, yeah. well, it's, it's funny. So I went to college in Chicago um, and I studied traditional animation. Um, well, the major was film and video, but my college, like, put more money into the film department than the animation department. So we were like under the umbrella of the film department. This thing. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, I studied traditional animation and um, I realized by the time I was done, like near the end of college that I wanted to do storyboards. So I ended up sort of falling into commercial storyboarding for advertising. And then, um, oop, Neil, you sent a message and I think it got recorded. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> You can just speak. You can just you can just speak that you have to go. I didn't want to interrupt. I was no, gonna, it's okay. Yes, you guys. As always, I love talking with you. Um, Verbo High School. You guys are great. Um, I wish you all the best. This has been great, and thank you for having me and listening to me talk all the time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for being on the call, Neil. That, yeah, this thank was you awesome. for being on the call. Uh, we yeah. really appreciate you taking your time out to like talk to these uh, lovely folks. Mm -hmm. And I hope that you guys listening got felt inspired by Neil's words. Hope so. Mm -hmm. Inspired and look for internships. Yeah. Keep, follow your passion and go to Japan and watch. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> waiting for the anime. All right, you guys, <laughs> wonderful, wonderful rest of your day, and I will catch up with you soon. Bye, Neil. Bye, Neil. Peace. As Neil departs, I will continue my adventure into what I was saying, because I think I forgot. <laughs> awesome. but where was I? Well, you were talking about um, how you trained for this I position. Trained. First, you died. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, right. I was. I fell into advertising. Yes. Yeah, so, just like a quick, like backstory thing. Like, so yeah. Um, after college, I kind of fell into like working advertising in Chicago as like I was doing like um, commercial storyboards, like commercial mm -hmm. beef boards. And mm -hmm. storyboards for commercials are a little bit different. They're more like specific like moments that are important. It's not every single panel like it is in animation but then like i started just doing like graphic design work and everything and then after about a year i moved to california and i um worked in advertising again just to you know keep afloat because it's expensive out here it costs a lot of money oh my gosh <laughs> it's a lot it's more in illinois it's crazy why is the state like this? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> That's a different conversation. Um, but um, yeah, so working in advertising kind of kept me afloat. And like, you know, you got to have your main hustle while you're doing your side hustle to get what you really want. And um, advertising was that main nine to five for me. And then um, I eventually got a position as a production assistant at Wild Canary Animation on a Disney Junior cartoon. And the training that I had didn't really come from, you know, training to be a production person, but it kind of came from my experience working in advertising because I had experience taking directions from an art director maintaining my deadlines to get my creative work done, working with producers and like understanding like the importance of checking in with them. And when they check in with me, being in an, being in an entertainment office environment and um, also the podcast, 
for Black and Animated that Wayman and I ho- uh, co-host together, which is part of the group of the four, the five of us that have wor- worked on this, um, four of us who were in the call. Um, our fifth member, um, she unfortunately couldn't be present due to like you know, tech issues. Um, but um, just those skills were adjacent to working in production, organization, all that, all that stuff. So that was my training was my training was doing other things that led me to to the role of a production assistant which eventually working as a PA led to the training of becoming a production coordinator that's how that kind of worked so it's just kind of like um a good thing for you guys to know that like um you don't necessarily need um that like there there is no one path like Mm -hmm. um I didn't have an internship or anything beforehand. I had been rejected from every internship I applied for, every like mentorship program that I applied for. I got in through um, networking, talking to people, having coffees and lunches, and also just the ad- adjacent work that I was doing, which, tran- which those skills translated over into the job that I currently have. So yeah, there is no one path. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So. In your day-to-day, yes. what are the tools or mediums that you use in order to do your job? You um, kind of talked about the skill set too, but like what, oh, what do yeah. you, yeah, like how, how do you use the skill set to do your job? Um, so in my day-to-day as a coordinator, so it's kind of similar to a lot of what, what Lorraine said, where you are doing, it's, it's a lot of like, management of the artists and making sure that the artists get their work done because in order for the show to get made um the artist has to do the work get it done on time and we have to get it to our the people that are like animated at whatever studio on time to to actually make the thing Mm -hmm. so it's my job and lorraine's job to make sure that people who are in Wayman's positions do what they need to do. And if they don't do it, we kindly remind them to please check in with us. Please make sure you're hitting your deadlines. Please make sure you're assembling your work in the proper way so that it goes to the next phase. And, and it's just a, a lot of like using that, that Microsoft Office Suite, Excel, um, Microsoft Word, um, Outlook, for like email, but sometimes it's Google for like other people, different studios, tracking of designs and all that stuff is used. Um, a, a program that I used previously where I worked um, with Rain was Shotgun. At Disney, they use a different proprietary software that they have created for themselves, um, which is used to track designs. And Disney Feature, they use Shotgun though. So TV and Feature kind of have their own different pipelines. And also programs like what 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 else? Like Adobe Acrobat. It's a lot of like, as as a coordinator, you aren't you're not drawing. You're making sure that people that are doing the artwork are doing are getting their work done. Mm. If that makes any sense, I'm sorry. I feel like I rambled. Yeah. No, no, that does make sense. You're you're trying to make sure that everyone on team is on task and it, are hitting deadlines. And in that, you have to be organized. You have to be able to hit deadlines. You have to be able to communicate with people. So mm-hmm. these are the tools. Like uh, if not specific tools, but like the tools in your your skill set that you need mm-hmm. to use to bring to the job. So yeah, yeah. Um, so, what type of advice do you have for aspiring 
animation industry career um, <laughs> I would say my advice is to as scary as it is especially for you introverts because I am very much an introverted person even though I seem extroverted at least right now I'm panicking right I'm kidding. Panic attacks aren't a joke. That is a legit thing. Um, I, I have them sometimes. Anyway, but that's a different story. That's not important. Um, <laughs> um, mental health is important, guys. Um, but my advice, even though it's scary, you need to reach out to people. And especially where you all are now, currently in high school, and whether or not like you're on your way to college or, you know, like in the midst of those wonderful high school years, do your best to reach out to the people that are doing the jobs that are, that are doing the jobs that you think you want to do, or you know you want to do. And I mean that in the sense of just like getting, like how we're speaking to you right now about these different jobs, get advice from these people and like how are they doing it how did they how how did they do it um and just learn more about like what the ins and outs are so that when you do start to seriously apply seriously prepare your portfolio seriously prepare your production resume or what have you for whatever part of the pipe pipeline or whatever part of the animation um you know production aspect you want to do that you have that ready so that way you're not going in completely blind um, because those are things that I wish that I had going into the industry. Um, as much as I enjoyed the camaraderie of college and like, you know, making the, making the friends that I did in college, um, I would say that, and this is probably just a product of being out in the Midwest, um, I didn't have Disney and all these places in my backyard, like, um, you, like you guys do, you know, cause like you're, you're here in Los Angeles and all the studios are literally like, they're just in the Valley, you know, like you can, you can go there or you can go to riot games and like see in, like the League of Legends people are there or the Blizzard people that do Overwatch or Sony where they do Spider-Verse, like they're all here. Illinois does not have that. So I had to um, my college was a little behind on the things that we learned. So when I got out here, I felt like I wasn't quite ready and I didn't know what I needed to know. And I learned everything on the fly while I was out here. So I really encourage you, especially at this stage, to please um, research these studios, look up the people that are doing these jobs um, on social media, you know, like be, be respectful because, you know, they're, they they work they're, they're they're people they have they have lives but um if you know most people are pretty open to like you emailing them you know politely saying like hello my name is so and so and i'm interested in learning more about what you do and i think i want to have a career in animation or i think this is something that i'd like to do if you at you know at your at your time and convenience could you please um, can, can you like give me some advice just to know like what to do? Um, you know, just thank you for your time. Um, Cause that, that's, that's what I did. I emailed people cold um, and was very respectful on my emails. And sometimes people aren't going to hit you back up because they don't have the time. It's not personal. Just people get busy. Um, 
and also like not giving up the whole like going back to failure don't be afraid of that failure because it is not easy to get into this industry at all um and especially as like you know speaking as people of color sometimes you get a little scared because you don't see that many of us around but we are here um people who are black um latinx you know asian all colors of the rainbow like we are here and that's why like you know like we we're talking to you just to encourage you like that that you know you can do this you can be there and especially right now like there is animation is very much booming with more diverse stories do not give up um i know it's like very early like you know again high school but now is the time to be thinking about it mm -hmm. um and just be thinking about like if you do pursue like a degree um at a art school look into where the look into the art school i don't know like <laughs> like raymond you went to scad i went to columbia college chicago so like just just research um lorraine where what college did you go to i went to one called arkansas tech university um mm -hmm. it's not for animation at all i had to relearn everything when i moved to la yeah um, so i ended up going to concept design academy that's where i got mm -hmm. my animation training from yeah, so like re re research the schools if you do decide to go to a four or a five year program. Mm -hmm. um, but also with you all being here in Los Angeles, you have the advantage that, again, I did not have as someone coming out here from the Midwest and the Lorraine as well, and even Waymond as well, coming from the East Coast. Places like Concept Design Academy, CGMA, um the animation guild those places exist and they're like workshop oriented and they're hyper focused on like industry level like teaching so mm -hmm. that is also available to you um yes so please like use those resources like you are you're here you have them directly here with you mm -hmm. and and that is that is so important to take advantage of the things that you have like locally nearby you and they are expensive and that is something also to consider so if you have the funds look into these places if you don't there are online resources that like can give you inspiration and help you out like um living lines library is really good yes that's a really good website to look at like different animation from different movies yeah i don't know sorry i got really long with this but just no like, yeah you know, just just don't give up look at your like research reach out to people that are doing the thing that you want to do and, mm -hmm. and don't don't be afraid because it is it's it's it is scary to talk to people you don't know but nine times out of ten people are very kind in this industry and they'll want to like you know offer you some some help or some some, some advice and just like what steps to take or i well uh, I mean, first of all, that was really, really well put. Such great advice. Uh, Sorry, and, no, I went long. No, no, it's all good. Because now I got a couple of career day questions to ask. So um, you mentioned so much uh, stuff that you have to do in your role. And uh, you also mentioned uh, taking care of your mental health. So my question is, how do you find ways to relieve your stress? I don't. No, I'm <laughs> That's the secret, cat. Stressed. <laughs> That's That's the secret. Secret. I'm always stressed. No. Um, um, that that is that's the no. That's a good question because 
I, I assume that like for a lot of you, a lot of you guys, you know, like art is a hobby right now that you want to take seriously. And there's a fine, there's like that weird moment when you realize like, oh, my art is becoming job. And that can be a little stress, a little stressful. And even though like I currently am not in an artistic role, I want to get to an artistic role, but because it's all still in like the vein of animation, like I, I storyboard. Um, I storyboard for myself for personal projects. I'm taking a class right now, but it can get a little anxiety inducing for me because like my nine to five is just, you know, animation, animation, animation. And then if I go home, I gotta do animation, animation again. That's very stressful. So sometimes what I like to do is just like, you know, deep breathing or um, ther therapy is very important. Even if you don't think you need it, sometimes it's good. Men mental health is a good thing. And if you need therapy, just talk or count, go, go to a counselor. Like that's super good too. Um, you know, just to like for stress relief or to talk about things that are on your mind. That's important. I like to play video games. <laughs> yes. I was like, when is she going to say video games? Video games. <laughs> and video games and anime. That's kind of what I do to do stress. Um, I'm literally playing Final Fantasy VII right now. I mean, not at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be playing it all week, man. Right behind her hit webcam. She just is playing right now. <laughs> yep, yep. It's not like it was on screen earlier or anything. <laughs> um, or, or yeah, just like I watching anime or like Disney movies, giving my boyfriend a hug. <laughs> yeah, just like things away from, I, I like to take a step away from things that are related to my, my current career, like right now to de-stress. So yeah, video games, watching movies, anime, or I've been trying to get into knitting. Oh, cool. I want to see your, your knitting. Yeah, that's super cool. It's calming. Mm -hmm. So, all right, let's see another question. Actually, I kind of, gosh, uh, I have a, actually, okay, so I have a question that's not specifically on this career day list. So I'm just going to ask it anyway. No, um, you're not allowed. <laughs> so you kind of like touched on this earlier. Um, and it's my questions about indirect skill training and it's uh I'm, i kind of would like to know what are things a high school student could be doing now like if you can think of anything that you were doing or could have been doing when you were in high school to prepare you for a career in animation i would say things that could be preparing you right now be, uh, well that's a, that's a very good question because there are a lot of things that i wish that i could have done Mm -hmm. um that i wasn't doing um mm -hmm. especially in high school because i was just like i, I don't know I'll, i want to make an anime well do you, do you <laughs> feel like there are things <laughs> do you feel like there are things that you've done in high school that you didn't realize prepared you for like working in animation i guess just researching more I, mm. I wish I had done that. Like, I know mm. I mentioned, like, the research before, but I, I guess I'll stress it again. Like, that was something that I wish that I did. Because I, look, I picked the college that I did because, I'm not trying to throw shade on my college. I'm really not. It's just because, like, you know, the Midwest, we're not as aware of, like, what's going on out here directly. Just by saying that, it sounds like you threw shade. Okay. <laughs> you haven't <laughs> threw any shade, and you just threw shade. But um, I, I wish in my high school, like near, nearing the end of high school, going into college and even in college that I had like 
done more research into what I should like, what are the programs I should be doing? What mm. are the studios I should be looking at? Um, because, um, what are the internships that are available to me as a high school student or in college? Cause I know that this is, I guess, a no brainer for a lot of people, but for me, like, I didn't know that internships were something that you should have been looking into on your own while you were in college. Like, I didn't know that internships for animation were available till my senior year and it was too late. Um, so, and I mean, not, not that it mattered because I'm, I'm working, I'm here. It probably would have benefited if I had done some stuff earlier, but I mean, I'm, I'm in the industry now. I've worked, so it's fine. Right. I think digital skills really helped. Like, yeah. like I, I was like always messing around in Photoshop and stuff, and I feel like still using Photoshop like 15 years later. No, yeah, like if you if you're tinkering around with like certain programs right now, that will definitely help you going into like your college years, going into like the working world for animation. Um, like Lauren said, like Photoshop is very important. I have a friend who was tinkering around in flash animation for years, like when he was in junior high. Oh yeah. And and now and he like did animation on Newgrounds. I don't know if you guys know what that is. Hey, they'll know now. <laughs> <laughs> Newgrounds.com. Yeah, uh, it's it's a place where a lot of people um congregate for like online animation. Some mm -hmm. stuff kind of crass and crude, just to be honest. Some stuff mm -hmm. um appropriate and wholesome, but you know, it's a mix of different people. So um just they let anyone on there. The, yeah, mm -hmm. they let anyone on there, but and just be cautious. But there are but a chunk of those newgrounds people that were doing it years ago, like um like our like our mom, like my friend, um, they work in industry now, um, because they were tinkering around with like flash and everything in their younger years. And my friend is like now starting at Disney soon, but he's like one of the best like action animator type people that I know and mm -hmm. is now like a storyboard artist for like a really cool action show coming out soon. Mm -hmm. and yeah and like I mean to that point too like I I don't know this person personally but um Ian Jones Curdy who is the creator of OKKL and Cartoon Network I used mm -hmm. to watch a lot of his like flash animations on Newgrounds and YouTube yeah uh, like when I was a kid and now he has a, a show or had a show on Cartoon Network so it's kind of just like you know, just those, just continuing to try things out and stuff, you know, just tinkering mm -hmm. with things. Yeah, uh, tinkering with those programs is something that's very important. So, yeah, like if you want a storyboard, get that trial version of Storyboard Pro or student version. Get student version. It's like $15, I think, a month. $9. $9. $9. Yeah. Mm -hmm. if, you, if you have the funds, if you have the funds, get Storyboard Pro if you want to be a storyboard, storyboard artist. Get it now. Mm -hmm. and practice with it and that will definitely like help give you an edge going in that you mm -hmm. already know the program and you don't have to be like what what is this i don't know you know mm -hmm. um you know and I... and like looking at um i don't know like, it was just research i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> no that's okay i was actually gonna bring up um because uh just to add on to the idea of like indirect skill set stuff or things that you could be doing as a high schooler now things like uh clubs or just like different activities at a high, like in high school like i don't know what type of clubs or activities you specifically have if you're at high school but 
just being a part of different clubs kind of like adds to your experience and which ultimately adds to what you can bring to the table as Mm -hmm. an animator or a storyboard artist or a production person. Like uh, when you're getting into this industry, you're bringing yourself and the different things that you're interested other than animation will help to like make your personal art and the art that you eventually make in this industry or help to make in this industry, like just shine. Yeah. Um, Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. If totally. And um, yeah, so like if you if you want to be a board artist, character designer, um, background layout artist, color stylist, those are just those are all like different types of jobs that you can have um, in the creative side of animation. Like look up artists that do that. Look at their Ooh, work yeah. mm-hmm. um, and like practice on your own. Like you know, I know y'all got OCs. Y'all got original original characters. Mm -hmm. I know you do. You make up your own stories in your journals or whatever you get. Mm -hmm. Try and like, you know, make like a character model sheet of that. You know, that's some, that's practice. Mm -hmm. Um, Those of you that like drawing backgrounds, like, you know, hook up with your friend that has like the OCs and be like, well, what if they were in this cool pirate ship? Let me draw that, you know, like, uh, and like, you know, just, and those of you that like to, color like oh well why don't i try coloring it and like you know you just made like your own little like mini team right there yeah you that like to take charge and like you know tell people what to do (laughs) you are the producer Mm -hmm. you can you can produce something Mm -hmm. if you want to or or direct you know Mm -hmm. if you want to be a director or a board artist watch movies and analyze film and like make sure you understand that film language like i know that's a whole like other conversation but you know knowing film language like what's the medium shot what's a close-up like know those things yeah and what, bouncing off what you're saying like uh collaboration is probably like the most important part of animation like sure like if you if you make your own like short films or whatever you're, you could do it all by yourself but uh, I feel like animation the in the industry, like things shine because there's so many people working together to make it shine. And you have to be open and willing to like collaborate and make mm-hmm. friends and like bounce ideas off of each other and learn from each other. Um, so yeah, like to your point of what you're talking about, like collaboration is totally key. We hijacked it. I don't know, Lorraine saying something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I was looking at one question um, for, for Brie, but I think it applies to Wayman too. Mm-hmm. What kind of cool perks have you gained from being in the animation industry? <laughs> Disneyland. Uh, uh, sleep. <laughs> no, I mean, no sleep. Uh, yeah, no I was going to say, what do you mean sleep? <laughs> I don't sleep. No. <laughs> yes, definitely the keys to the Magic Kingdom. Yes. <laughs> yeah, um, working at Disney, you get to go to Disneyland and Disney World and other Disney theme parks. Ex- well, not not Disney not Sea. Not Disney. Oh, yes. Excuse me. <laughs> no Japanese Disney for free. Yeah, no 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 Japan Disney. Restrictions oh. apply. <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. I think that's been like the <laughs> well that's like the bougie perk of being in, in animation. I'm gonna just be honest. That's the bougie perk. If you work yeah. at Disney, you get to go to Disneyland and World and those parks are free and that discount 35% really great. Mm-hmm. Um but <laughs> um the non-bougie answer to that is um I that I think Wayman mentioned no not Wayman I think Neil mentioned mm. is that you end up working with legendary people at some mm-hmm. point 
and whether or not um, you know they're legendary right away, you you'll realize like you're watching a movie one day. You're like you're watching a Disney movie or like I don't know like Land Before Time or something, and then you just you know you happen to like the credits are still rolling, and then you look and you're like, is that? Oh my lord, that's so and so that I was just saw yesterday, and they were a layout artist on Land Before Time. What? <laughs> and then you go to work the next day, and you're like, so and so, were you on Land Before Time? And they're like, ah, eh, it's no big deal. And you're like, what do you mean, my childhood? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh who, man, that's who, such a big who, prank. Who's somebody that you, Lorraine? Who's somebody that you've met that you've been like, oh my god, I can't believe. Um, so many. At my first job, <laughs> let's see. I'll just I'll just go with my first job. Like there were guys that worked on the Boondocks. Like almost Ooh. half of the people, like from my job, like came from uh, Black Dynamite, and they had like also worked on the Boondocks. So that was like super cool to see. And then like I think one of our character designers, he was from like The Lion King and stuff like that. That was so cool. And also, one cool thing when I was working at Disney, like this anime, like anime studios would come over all the time, like during Anime Expo, like they would come and take a tour. So we got to watch like Studio Trigger, um, showed us Little Witch Academia. Oh, that's so cool. And we got to meet them. So that was really cool. Also, there's sometimes snacks in offices. Wild Canary doesn't really have snacks, but... (laughs) Yeah, oh, yeah. that's snacks. definitely a big point. Snacks. <laughs> yeah, a lot of offices usually have snacks mm-hmm. for free. I mean, who, who's somebody really cool that you've met? Um, gosh, I just like both of you, I've met so many cool people that is kind of like, oh my gosh, like you worked on this. What? How? What? Why? <laughs> like, thank you. Um, people that come to mind first are actually like uh, my professors back in college. Um, I had a couple of professors that uh, worked on Disney films uh, like Lilo and Stitch and Lion King and uh, just added huge, I don't know, components to the film and just learning from these people who are kind of like, I, it's unbelievable because like you made this thing that I loved as a kid and now I'm learning from you and I can ask you all my questions (laughs) and not feel weird because this is a classroom environment. (laughs) Oh man, yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and I I feel like sometimes you don't even like realize too. Like something like I've definitely, I've worked with people that worked on um like a lot of my favorite shows as a kid like recess and um gosh the uh, timon and pumbaa <laughs> like just old shows but didn't really doesn't really come up like you kind of like find either find out or like it doesn't really come up until like maybe later through conversation like oh yeah this one time on recess and it's like wait hold on <laughs> like hold on you need to stop can you go back to, the, can you go back to recess please <laughs> Oh man, yeah. <laughs> I I think like one of the coolest things as a director on my previous show, on the show The Raid's on now, he um one of the directors worked on Pocahontas and I was just like, excuse me? <laughs> what? You didn't tell me that? And then he drew me a drawing of Pocahontas before I left. Oh no. And now I have like nice. an original. <laughs> um <laughs> I don't, there's, I don't know, like this, an upward artist on my previous show uh, was on uh, um, the Prince of Egypt and 
I, I don't know. It's all really, the, my old line producer worked on Treasure Planet and I'm just like, I really liked Treasure Planet and I wish that they gave it more of a chance. <laughs> there's, 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 there's been so many. Yeah, um, I think even, that, I, I think this also goes to show like the longevity of the career too. Like, of course, like as you said earlier, like there are different paths you can take. Um, like you might be in and out of animation, but um, you can be working in animation all your life. Yeah, there are grandmas and grandpas in this industry. <laughs> that, that, that man that worked on um, The Black Cauldron, Lorraine knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> he, he is a cool grandpa that uh, looks like he's going fishing every day, but he's like really cool and he's been around for a while. Yeah, so I think it's like, it just, I don't know, it, it helps me feel like, all right, like some, I mean, some people think like, oh, being an artist, being an animator, you're not going to be able to make money. You're not going to, this has no longevity. Um, and like, why are you doing this? And I feel like, sure, it can be a rough road and it's not going to be easy, but it, there is longevity in it. And you can like have a family and raise kids and still be working in animation for a really mm -hmm. long time. Yeah, you really can. Um, I think with that, um, we should wrap up, like, just any, any, like, last words, um. Maybe just, um, some last words about, um, I don't know, uh, what you do to stay creative or, like, last parting advice or just, like, in conclusionary, like, type details. Yeah, sure. Um, Lorraine, you go first. <laughs> watch anime i suggest mob psycho 100 Ooh. and uh be nice to people mm -hmm. like genuinely and don't give up on your dreams oh yes don't let, don't let your dreams be memes and, and work hard work hard yes yeah. yeah i think my last parting advice is i like i said earlier failure is an option um but don't just like purposely fail <laughs> just because like, uh, you know what, failure is an option. I'm just going to fail. Like, no, actually try. Like the most important thing to do is try and then it's okay to fail because that's when you learn. Yeah. Don't, uh, don't, don't, don't be like Vegeta and get, get like, <laughs> this is a stupid analogy, but I just thought of this. Don't be like Vegeta and just ask like, hey, can you like power blast me? So that way I can get stronger because that's how super Saiyans work. The more we get beat up, the stronger we get, which I mean, I, I, I guess that is poetic, but Vegeta kind of cheats. Like he mm -hmm. asks to get hit and then he's like, okay, cool. I'm buff now. Yeah. Like don't, maybe don't do what Vegeta does. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. it's a yes. Analogy. That is a perfect analogy. <laughs> Any like, parting advice? You like Goku and like train in the hyperbolic time chamber. Um, yes. Like, yes. Train hide. With, with your with your Super Saiyan son, go. <laughs> we like anime, guys. <laughs> yes. Any any parting advice, Bree? Like last words um, of wisdom. Um. Yeah. Just you know, do your best. And I um high school is an interesting time in your life. And <laughs> yeah, you know, there's like a lot of opportunity out there, and like you're y'all are still young, and like you're there's just so much that you have out there in the world that is available to you and so much that you're capable of artistically. Um, don't let anyone like, you know, tell you that you can or can't always fight for, you know, that dream 
and you know believe in yourself like this is a career that you can do whether it is being a storyboard artist color stylist a production person a production assistant whether you want to be a director even if you want to be a showrunner one day not not that you can like just jump into showrunning um there there are steps but um many many steps please remember that um that's something that i there i know you, i know some of y'all there are people out there mm-hmm. <laughs> that are like i want to make a show i'm like that's cool but you can't jump into that you got to take steps and you have to learn things before you even get there so mm-hmm. make sure you research those things too yes um so yeah just you know don't don't give up and like research and look for the steps that will help you get to where you need to get and reach out to people like us because we are here to you know give as much information as we can to help you uh, succeed and to thrive yeah but yeah well watch azokin oh yeah <laughs> yeah azokin azokin good i'm just gonna put the name there <laughs> nice yeah. awesome well Thank yeah. you, everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks, everybody. We we all did it. Um, um, yeah. To to all of you, I hope that this was informative. Um, a bit long, so sorry. Um, <laughs> but we hope you all find time to you know in your busy school schedules because sure, y'all got a lot of work, and I know it's like very difficult in this time right now. Um, but even but even this time, you know, try your best, you know, to like not get discouraged and take breaks maybe don't push yourself to be creative if it is stressful because it is a hard time right now Mm -hmm. um you you are allowed to take breaks yes that's another i guess it's another thing like you know the burning the midnight oil like i know that people tell you to do that and you hear that but that is a little self-destructive please do not do that to yourselves you are human and it is okay to take breaks even from the creative thing that you want to do Mm -hmm. um and especially right now right now sometimes need that break um so yeah like thank you all for just listening to us and like i hope that what each of us have said can offer some inspiration and advice individually and like spark even like something within one of you to like learn like hey i didn't know this existed i i want to i want to probably pursue that or like look more look into that more so yeah so just um thank you all and like uh we'll see you around and I hope you all have a good day or night depending on when you end up watching this, I guess. Thank Bye, you so y'all. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the podcast, everyone. To keep up with us, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Black and Animated. And be sure to listen for more episodes on blackandanimated.podbean.com and on iTunes. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are of the respective individual and do not reflect the views of our employers. Thanks, guys. Until next time, see you later.